Um, <laughs> I, um, we made it. It's the end. Um, I know a lot of people are happy to see this series, this season, sorry, not series, come to an end because of the chaos I've caused. Um, but I'm sad to see it go. I was like thinking and I was like, what am I supposed to do when I'm like done? What's supposed to come after this? I like, I was just, I don't know how long I'm expecting to be away. Hopefully experience some life and come back and process the things that I've already processed and do it next year too because I've only had like the honesty of being unsuffocated and out of my house for a year but like did I really get time to process what I've been so silent about for so long with all the craziness that was going on in New York I don't know I would like to think that I processed it um, I wouldn't say I did it in such an angry way. Because all my anger was like at, when I was living at home. But this is um, season one, episode 13. Um... It's, oh God, this is the season finale. Um, We are going to be chatting about just, you know, life as it is. This is called a friendly, felt like family fucking funeral. Um, Let me paint the scene for you. I am. I called out of work today. I woke up. It is currently 12.58. My door is cracked open. I'm drinking chai. Um, I cleaned last night, so no stress. The blinds are shut. Um, I'm wearing a gray sweatshirt with an embroidered heart. As I was talking about in the last episodes, lol. And my favorite sweatpants that are from Urban Outfitters, they are floral, purple, indie-looking sweatpants that are just pure coziness and hug me when I don't want to be touched. Um, yeah. I guess I'm just gonna, like talk about the experiences conclude the experiences of being a child and like talk about friends I had growing up and everything so um I guess damn he's cooking that bacon so loud let me shut my door I guess um 
like stay a while. It's gonna be hopefully um an insightful episode. I'm trying not to hurt anyone with the things that I say. Um because I was there, I was involved. This isn't me trying to out anyone's experiences or make them feel invalid, but this is how I felt. Um the majority of my life, so Whew. I have no idea how long this episode will be. But let's get into it. So I've already talked about school and everything and how I went to religious schools my entire life. But like I've had well not anymore but for the longest time I had the same group of friends um that followed me around and I told them a lot I told them everything the first person I ever told about any of my like childhood what was going on was Lena Stewart, and I respect her a lot. I know we grew apart, but um, at the time, she didn't, she wasn't scared of what I was saying. She was just someone I could talk to and I could trust, and she never um, told anyone. And I respect that. I wouldn't have wanted her to tell anyone. I don't think she should have told anyone. Um, because if that came out when I was a kid, I would have had years of... Years of my parents just... Controlling me. Knowing the knowledge of that. Which is why I'm glad that it came out the way it did. Because it showed a lot of true colors. Um, so, yeah, but I told Lena everything about what was going on, um, with Anthony and myself and just coming to realize who I was and what I liked and the twistedness of it all. I mean... The first sexual experience that I had was in elementary school. And it was so traumatizing. I just remember, like, this, the force fed of it all. Like, this is what you want, like... And I always have that thought in my brain. When things start to go south and I'm uncomfortable, it's, like, just the voices of... People being like, this is who you are. This is what you wanted. You're so disgusting. And it's such a toxic, like, um, train of thought. Because it really does suck, yo. It's horrible. It's a lonely feeling. To just 
feel like you have to, um, just, I guess, like, be a body for other people, and, um, I'm, like, not drawn to the right situations because of it. And I'm trying to isolate myself from all of it and slowly rebuild everything. But it's... It's, like, a... It's going to be like a life battle. It's going to take a lifetime to battle this. Because I've learned so much unhealthy things as a kid. And I love that I talk about when I was a kid as if I'm not a kid. I'm turning 20 in 12 days. And it's scary to think that I've seen so much because I thought that I should see it. Because I thought my um, opinions weren't valid if I didn't have all this traumatic insight and experience because of my parents just belittling me for so long. But, yeah, I told Lena, and she was in the same friend group as, like, Kana Davison. And Jackie Patton. And there was Maura Ginley. And, I mean, we never really had a problem. I feel like everything seems so different now what seems so important back then is just like it's not important at all and it's I mean I don't know. It's just my whole life I've had to put up with people choosing my experiences and just, like, not listening to me. Which I guess, which is why is one of the... Oh, my God. Which is... I guess why I'm so just nonchalant and don't listen back. Because for so long, no one's ever heard me. And it's really fucked up my... I don't want to have kids because I'm so scared. 
that something like that will ever happen. And fuck a kid up for life. I don't want to imagine me having a kid and them just cutting themselves and not being happy and having this thing go on and just them not being able to talk to me. And I know that I'll never, ever be like my mother and just not listen and say that it's normal and say that it's my fault and just... I asked for it and I am missing out on holiday parties because I'm being a bitch and missing out on so much. And I would never bring my kids near her. I think she needs a really long time to just sit with her thoughts and mature. Being racist in your mid-40s is crazy. You've had a whole life to grow. And I... No, that's not... You can't even justify it with the times are different. I hate when my family always says that. Because it's, the times are different now. You've had years. There's no excuse to be openly homophobic and racist and say comments that are so disgusting. And then to send your kids to just whitewashed brainwashing schools is crazy. And just... Oh my God. But I was shown, I'm, it's really hard to talk about because my, as bad as it was, without friends, like, People having different backgrounds, whether that's income, race. I was fortunate to have at least a few from where I was. It's another reason why I love New York so much, because that opportunity to just see so many different perspectives, I wish I would have had it growing up. I don't think it's a dangerous place. I think it's a very beautiful place where you can just have a healthy learning 
environment and just hear other people's experiences and see other people, the way they live, the way they love, the way they carry themselves through the day, how they've grown from their experiences. And I just think that I never had too much of an opportunity to see other people Because, again, the friends that I got, um, weren't, I don't know, it was very hard to relate to people growing up. I feel like no one I knew was going through what I was going through, and everyone just had, like, vanilla-type, um, things going on. And I'm not trying to say my experiences were worse than others. I'm just saying that I wish I could have been there to help someone and someone could have been there to help me. Who knew why I wanted to be so honest as a kid? Maybe I just was trying to bring myself back to reality from such a little age by feeling so isolated and alone and just upset and angry. I mean, I tried so hard to be friends with everyone and to have everyone like me, even though no one agreed with me in middle school. The first people I actually became friends with were Jen Brown and Lily Brown. And the way that those things ended was very hard for me. It's hard to see people you love change a lot, and I know that they probably think the same about me. But it's like... I expected a lot more. I... openly told them multiple times about how I felt about Anthony and it was so uncomfortable and all the hurt I had and why I was starting to drink because of it. And then there they were, hanging out with him, talking to him at school. I just don't know how I put up with it so long. Just the constant disgust and, like, uncomfortable. Your body just, like, like caving in and just being so 
visibly uncomfortable and just shutting down and just your mind being in panic mode. And I hung out with Lily like every day, all the time. Her family was like a second family to me. And I haven't spoken to them in like a year. I text Lindsay here or there, but it's just complicated. Because I know when this episode comes out, it's just going to be a shit fucking show. Because there's a lot of shit they don't know. And obviously they're going to think that I'm doing this in like a public way. But it's just for me. To just move on. And I guess, like, the first friend that I ever had that, like, saw me for just not those experiences and was like, I heard you, I heard what you're saying, but I'm still going to go talk to this person that did all this to you. I'm still going to go hang out with them. I'm still going to celebrate their birthday. I'm still going to make them laugh. I'm still going to give them a hug. It was Lindsay. Jessling. And. I met her through. Ugs Krasachik. Christian Krasachik. Whatever the fuck you want to call him. And. They were seeing each other at the time. As like potential could be something, whatever. And we just had like these good experiences. Christmas together. She listened. She was very fucked up. I was very fucked up just that sensation of like not wanting a hug but needing a hug but in like a comfortable consensual way was so refreshing because she validated my experiences and had similar experiences to me and just had personally gone through a lot and it was nice to just be there for someone else even though what was going on was a little crooked because the first person that I ever ever could just sexually think of without having the trauma tied to it was her ex-boyfriend. And just the games they played. Egging me on. It was really fucked up. 
because I truly liked him and I saw him for years. Before I left. Just remembering the drunk conversations I had with him. And how troubled he was. Like getting kicked out of school for like taking pictures of underage boys. And I'm not justifying any of that. I'm not saying any of that was valid. I don't know any of his experiences. I just know what happened. And I... I don't know. I wanted to help. Sometimes I see, like, fucked up people... And it's not the point of fixing them. I know it's, you, that person has to fix themselves. It's just like the thought of not being alone while fixing yourself. Is I understand it. Because it's scary. But yeah, I mean, she, the whole problem with Lindsay when I was growing up was my mother would just spread rumors and be like, she's doing a bunch of drugs. I don't want you hanging out with her. She's having sex. She's disgusting. Blah, 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 blah. They're rich. We're not. I don't want you seeing that type of life. Just them unvalidating everyone else's experiences and just not wanting me to see the world, isolating me alone in the experiences I already had. That was where they really fucked up. Was them just being like, this isn't the real world, this isn't who we want you hanging out with. It was like, What did they want me to do? Just hang out with white people that had nothing happen ever? And I still hung out with her after all the shit they would do. Because Suzanne, my aunt, would be like, this is what I heard. This is what's going on. And would just tell my mother. And would be like, Frank is doing this at school. Frank is doing that. Like, so fucked up. Because even when... Like, I had a boyfriend group. Matthew Bay, Gabe Roberto, Josh Reap, Aiden Kersachik... Grant Milam. No, what is his last name? No, it is. I don't fucking know. Um, Nate Stoltman. And just... Me growing out of that group... 
like my experience is changing, but still wanting to be a part of that group and just Suzanne being like, let's have them over, totally excluding me from the narrative was, I don't know, another isolating feeling, make putting me into like this box of you have to be someone else. But then her and my mom openly shitting on who I was becoming, even though they were the one that was like, isolating me from that original friend group that was keeping me in this manly standard that they wanted. And I feel like there was times where my mom would be like, don't you want to hang out with like a guy? And like, no. Because I had people like Josephine O'Neill that I'd known forever, Paulina Ortiz, Lily Kieski, that I just was once friends with them and then everyone just left because there was something better. There was more normal people. And then when the popular girls wanted to hang out, it was like, towards the end of it all, it was just fucking stupid. Like, let's take a pretty picture together. Let's have just the girls over. We don't want Frank there because the guys don't want to be around Frank or it's weird when Frank's around the vibes off the it's pathetic to like cry about it but it was like my high school experience was ruined in the way that I thought I wanted it to be And I was so stuck up on those ideas, but at the end of it, I really missed the experience I had. With, like, Xavier, Jerome, Alex, Damon, Jim, Tommy, Charlie, Quinn. But it was so hard to see them a lot because they were all on, like, the west side. Yeah, the friend group with um, eighth grade first friend group that I ever felt concrete in was Lily Brown, Sophie Kless, Sarah Johan. And we, I was obsessed with Pretty Little Liars at the time. And I created this, we my sister had a Barbie board game, like Monopoly style. She got for Christmas and I created it into the, like this pretty little liars type theme game. And once you think about it, I did this so long ago before the final seasons came out, I created a board game with like a phone in the middle with voice memos telling to do stuff, clues hidden around town. 
and I convinced Lily that someone was after her, stalking her. I know that sounds so fucked up, but it's so funny. Like, I sent her, like, messages from a blocked number. And I pretended that I was going to out myself. And that I was going to, like, say things about Sophie Kless. And Sarah Yohan. And we were all in on it just to freak Lily out. And I remember one night... I don't know. My parents knew I was fucking weird, but again, they never thought anything of it. I was like, Mother, can you drive me? Excuse me, Kristen, can you drive me to Lily's house? It's 10 o'clock, but I need to drop a box on her front steps. And she did. No questions asked. Just her being like, What is it? And me being like, It doesn't matter. Never, never thought anything of it. So then I drop the box off. We go home. I go to bed. Whatever. That's how it was. Them not wanting me to watch TV. Inappropriate TV. But I still did. I don't know. And then that friend group fell apart. I still stuck around. Lily moved to Chagrin. Close after. No, yeah, at the end of eighth grade. Graduation happened. Everyone was going to different schools. I was going to an all-boys school. I was very uncomfortable about it. The friend groups just falling apart, us saying that we were going to do so much together, promises made. Um, Sophie Kless never talking to me or Lily again. Going to Gilmore with the rest of the rich kids. With all the mean boys that said mean shit about me in grade school. Lost so many friends because when everyone went to Gilmore, it was just that mean group of people, and it was like, all of a sudden, everyone being so shitty to me didn't fucking matter. But we'll still comment Yas and Slay on your Instagram. And me being the lonely kid I was, put up with it for so long. So yeah, Lily moved to Chagrin. I didn't see her as much. Things kind of fell apart there. She was going to Laurel. She was not happy. Jen Brown was at Laurel, too. And then, because of this, me, Lily, and Jen started hanging out more. And it was like this weird group. Obviously, politics started coming into life, and... Jen is more conservative than Lily and I. At the time... I feel I am more left nowadays because of all the fucked up shit that's going on in the news. And I don't understand how Jen could side with such a... Jen was like a Trump supporter, and she was so mad all the time when people bullied her and I was always there I was always like politics don't matter in friendships I was always there 
And I still am. I didn't... She's just stubborn to the point that she lets politics get in the way. But yeah, Lily was just getting her political views. Her parents are Republican. And she was growing into an individual. I don't know where she stands now, but when... Before we left, I know she was more on the... She voted for... Um... Hillary, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, it was just a weird friend group. Lily and Jen had such a toxic relationship, and I just sat in the middle of it and let them deal with it because I didn't see them at school. They had school problems and after-school problems. And I spent every second at the Browns' house. I was friends with her... Lindsay Brown and Lily. And we would just, I don't know. At the end of the day, it is um, triggering, but I did like Lindsay more than Lily. Lily was just like anxious all the time. And Lindsay was just, like, fun and was growing into, like, this fashion-type girl that was just genuinely a decent human being. And it was just... I don't know. She just made me laugh so much. And Lily was always jealous that I hung out with Lindsay. And we always, like, I was always including Lindsay in the trio even though Lindsay was so mean to Lily a lot. And they always got in fights, and I feel like I always picked Lindsay over Lily. But... What can I say? Lindsay's mom was also so mad at me for that all the time. Lisa became like a mother to me, and... She would be so pissed off at me. Like, at the dinner table, Lindsay and Lily would get, like, pissed at each other. And Lily would, like, storm off. And Lisa would be like, go talk to her. And I, like, some of the times I would. Some of the times I wouldn't. And I would just drink all their alcohol, yo. Like, I could tell Lily was uncomfortable when I was doing things like that. But towards the end of my relationship with the Browns... Lisa would, like, encourage. She'd be like, have a glass of wine. Like, stay over if you're having one, though. And it was so mature of her. Because she knew we were all drinking at the age. We were in high school. And just being a responsible... Like, that was the draw of Lisa. She was the mother that I wanted. (laughs) But she didn't... Like, everyone else didn't know what was going on. And she was so upset with me for not being nice to my mother. I found... I had different mothers. There was Angel Krasachik, who Aiden was a part of our friend group. It was me, Lily, and Aiden all the time. But the whole thing with that was Lily liked Aiden... But Aiden didn't like Lily. And it was just so force-fed. Angel was, like, being, like, always asking me, being like, does Lily like 
Aiden, tell me what's going on. I want this to happen. Can you, like... I feel like trying to make me... Make it happen. And I was like, girl... I can try. But... I... Even Lily will attest to this. For years. It just was like... Aiden slowly making advances towards me. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. I was... Already had gone through so much trauma. Aiden on top of like questioning boys in high school. Me having to deal with that all the time. Was so exhausting. And it just felt like the longest four years of my life. And at the end of it, it was like, I'd like to believe it was a um, good friendship. I mean, it kind of made everything weird once it came out. That we had thought Aiden was trying to, um, like, hit on me or something. He was just always so protective of me and just would get me drinks at their house, but he didn't drink. I don't know. Lily thought it was so weird as well. And I would see Matt, like me and Aiden only hung out outside of school. Like I would see Matt's school and he would come and say hello to me and he wasn't ashamed of being around the gay kids at school, which his mother raised him right on that part. But I feel like he was so to the point that he needed to be in a box. But it was like, why did it matter? And the thing with just him not being interested in Lily was another thing. Lily would be like, maybe it's because he likes you. And, yeah. So Angel was like a mother to me. She knew I liked... Angel liked makeup. She was a makeup artist. And I was just getting into it. And she was educating me in makeup. And she was so... She... There was pros and cons to Angel. Because she was so degrading at times. But such like a loving mother would be like... Sit down, make yourself at home. Do you want food? Tell me about your day. And then it would be things like, your makeup doesn't look good. Do you want to wipe it off? As like a joke. But like just hitting the insecure spots. Being like, why aren't you friends with your mother? What did your mother do? Why aren't you friends with Anthony? She just always was trying to like get into the drama of it all. Trying to include herself which was the major downside of her. Lisa wasn't like that. She, I was just so close to the point that she was trying to like insert herself into the drama of Lindsay and Lily and me. But yeah. And... 
I was friends with Hugs and Aiden at the same time. Like, that was family to me. The Browns were family to me. I was friends with everyone all the time. And I knew, like I was saying, that I was friends with Lindsay because of Hugs. And an experience that I... totally regret. I've talked about this with Lindsay, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat it or anything. But there was one night where Lindsay came over clearly drunk into hugs snuck her into the house and um Angel didn't know and she came down and hid in the closet and Angel came down and was like asking what was going on and everything and eventually found her in the closet but was like sweetie what's going on where are you coming from do you need to go home and like she shouldn't have let her sleep over or sleep in the basement at least because the way that things went down, I was sleeping over because she was there. And I was intoxicated. She was intoxicated. And I remember just like sleeping there and things happening. I mean, story goes that Lindsay said she was passed out, but Hugs said she wasn't. And I wasn't aware what was going on, but that was like my first ever bringing up of seeing sexual like things unconsensual, like being in such an awkward position and just my own experiences like clouding my judgment and just I don't know I have that guilt of it just being like like did you let it happen or like Could you have stopped it or? And I mean, they've talked about it. They've forgiven each other. But it was like, I was always in the middle of their drama. And it was, I don't know. It pissed me the fuck off that I had to be in the middle of that. And then if Lindsay could forgive him, I could forgive him. But he was in such a scary friend group that it was like to the point that I shouldn't have forgave him. Just all his friends being like secretly homophobic and all making fun of me and all talking about me. And then he pulled this stunt 
it just really makes you question what that friend group is all about. And I, I don't know. And then Angel always asking me after what happened to Hugs and Lindsay, why don't they talk anymore? And her just getting asserted in the drama again. And making me really uncomfortable. But it was really fucked up. Oh my god. And... Yeah. I don't know. It makes you... I got to see the the good, the ugly, and the bad of the Kursachiks and the Browns. And my own family and the Jesslings. It was like, I don't know why I always got so intertwined in such family-related issues. And it was just... Every time I was somewhere, I I just, they acted like I wasn't there. The awkward family dinner sitting out with the Jesslings. Me, them being like, why is he still here? Like they needed their privacy. I don't know, but I was still there, but Lindsay was like, no, stay. And then the Browns dinners getting like that. Or Mr. Krasachik being in a bad mood. Yelling at his kids. Like the arguments. Um... I I had to see so much unhappiness as a kid. Me lying all the time to my own family to go hang out with certain people. It wasn't even as if I was doing anything bad. It was just trying to escape the reality of just what my parents had trapped me in. Lying all the time, being like I'm at the Kursachiks and then I wasn't there. Lying, say I was going to the Browns and I wasn't there. Whether that was to hook up with the grinder guy or go hang out with Lindsay or other things. But yeah. Really fucked up. Because. I. Always told Angel. The sexual experiences I had. That I was going to see this person. This person. And I'm not saying she should have said anything. I'm saying I respect her. Very. Much for listening to me all the time. It just. 
It just sucked when the relationship, like, went south. I don't know. I trusted her with so much, and then her being like, my son's not gay, blah, blah, blah. I mean, she did support me in moving to New York, unlike Lisa. Who said I was being stupid for it? But, I don't know. The Lisa one hurt me a lot, too. They trusted me with so much, and I feel like on that stuff, they don't know that I let them down. It was just, like, the stupid things that she said I let her down on, like, moving away, like, having the smiley piercing, like, I don't know. She always tried to see it from the other side, it felt like. And yeah. I don't think she ever, like, knew why me and Lily really stopped being friends. Because senior year... Around my birthday time. No, this was before my birthday, but... I... One night after work at Geraci's... Lily was like... Because we weren't popular. No one wanted to hang out with us. Nothing. Jen could never hang out. Um, and it was either a hangout with Frank or Lily could hang out with Josephine and try and hang out with that group, but she didn't like that group at first, but eventually like traded for that group, I guess. Um, yeah, and that group fucking hated me. Never invited me anywhere. Never wanted to talk to me. And that's one of the reasons why Lily did stop talking to me. Because she kind of chose that group over mine. Over me. But there was a handful of times where she tried to make it work, but it didn't. Um, but yeah. It was after work, and me, I always drank at Lily's. And I would just drink there. But one night, I like didn't want to drink, and I was getting to the point that I was so tired of just drinking in Lily's basement. And I was like, we need to do something else, yo. And she was like, no, like, let's buy some wine. Um, and yeah, like, convince Will to get us some wine. So I, like, convinced our coworker, Will, who worked in the kitchen, to buy us two bottles of wine. And we went back to Lily's house. I was always getting alcohol for the Browns. 
every time we needed it, I was always getting it. I was texting someone. I was doing this. I was paying extra. And I got it. I always got it. And we were in her basement. And again, I didn't want to drink. I felt gross. It was after work. And I just remember her pouring glasses of wine into my cup. Being like, have some more, have some more. And then all of a sudden it was like, she popped the question of being like, do you want to hook up? And I was like, very openly gay at the time. And I guess her just being like, you're gay. It shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not weird. But what hurt me the most is that just during the whole experience, I was so grossed out. And that was one of like the, I mean, I had told her so many of the bad experiences I already had. That feeling of just being there, having sex, and you're just, you don't want to be there. Disassociating during it. And just, it felt like I, there was so much pressure to like, have sex and hook up. And I was so drunk. I remember the whole room spinning. And just, she knew about Anthony, she knew about all these grinder dates, but still proceeded to, like, get me drunk and ask. Was, like, the first stone to, like, the relationship ending. This was, like, the the biggest nail in the coffin. It was like, and then I woke up the next morning and I just remembered not speaking to her for like, it was so awkward for like two weeks. We just never wanted to talk about it. And then we eventually did talk about it. And just already feeling so alone in the world, I justified so much of it. I was like, well... You've gotten over all this traumatic sex. Like, what's another? What's another? Because, I mean, Lily was... She hadn't lost her virginity. She wasn't really talking to anyone. She wasn't going on dates. She wasn't going to parties. I was like her first sexual experience. And her mom doesn't know that. This is one of the major reasons why eventually I started being like weirded out and didn't want to hang out with her as much. And um, I saw her 
recently, before I left, I was at a very low point, and I was so lonely because I thought that I wasn't going to be able to move, and that I just was clueless, and I was drunk, and I apologized to her, and I told her that I missed how things used to be, and wanted forgiveness for being so rude, which I shouldn't have asked for. Because I, there was reason to be rude. And she said it was fine. But, um, who knows where, what happens now? I know I'm over it, but I feel like that was a reason not to go back. So, um... Yeah, there was just... We're different people now. Um, I don't really know who she hangs out with, who she talks to, what she does. So, from what I last saw of her, I... I hope she figures herself out. That's all I can really... Leave it at. Um, I know from feeling like we were family to this, it's like she it seems like she doesn't give a fuck about me. So things ended sourly, but. Who knows? And then after all this happened, a different friend group started with all her Laurel friends, and I was included, and it was fun and everything. Callie was there all the time. Callie and Lily had the worst relationship. Callie just wanted to, like, be friends with me, but Callie's parents didn't like me. They always grounded her, but she used me as like a rebellious thing. And they thought that she was drinking and sending nudes to people because me, I was changing her. Um, yeah. But they only wanted her to hang out with Lily and not me. And that's what's irritating about people is when they listen to their parents. And they are like, Frank's, don't hang out with Frank. We don't like Frank. Frank's a terrible person. We don't care what Frank's been through. He's horrible. Why is he like that? His parents are fucked up. They fucked him up. It was never like, let's 
help. Um, he has some... It's like, why do you expect the world to be fucking, like, perfect? Why do you expect everyone to be perfect? Your kid's gonna grow up, have some fucked up experiences, and then you're gonna look at them differently. But you wanna... Like, why... Like, everyone's gonna have, like, experiences that change them. Why are you judging people from experiences that they couldn't control and things like that? I don't fucking understand why I got shitted on by so many parents. Like, that's so stupid. It's so fucking annoying. I don't really give a fuck, though. It's happened. It's over. But yeah, that friend group came together. Um, Callie liked Taylor. And I had, I was house-sitting for the Browns one weekend. And I had my gay friends over. I had the gays at the Browns house. And I was like, let's go to Barrio. Let's have drinks at the Browns house. And then go, yeah, go from there. And Callie was like, ooh, can I come? Can I come? Can I come? Can I come? And literally just like harassed me and made sure she was invited. And I was like, girl, you don't know anyone, like any of these friends, but I guess. Comes over. Tells Lily that we're having drinks at her house. Like, completely outs me. Ruins the whole night. Lily texts me. She's like, why do you have people at my house? Like, don't do that. She's so mad. Um, I fucking, we go to Barrio, whatever. And then we go back to the Browns house because I'm like, fuck this. Like, that's so annoying. And we're chilling at the Browns house. And then Callie comes in the house. Callie, like, gets in the house and comes downstairs and starts screaming at me. And we're like, girl, why? Why do you care so much? Like, she was getting involved for no fucking reason. And I was like, girl, like, get the fuck out of here. And she literally told Lily. Lily was so mad again. Told us to leave. She was... Callie was, like, yelling, being like, bye, in the driveway, yelling at us. Telling us to fucking leave. I called Callie a dyke. I told Callie that it was so embarrassing that she didn't get into OSU because she didn't. Her dream school that her parents said she was so perfect for and she was going to get in. And that she was the perfect child and the blah, 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 blah. But then they wanted to just blame everything on me. Callie sent nudes to someone one time and their Wi-Fi like flags nudity. So they knew she sent nudes and they just wanted, they were like, Frank's, like, ruining our daughter, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of it, when we stopped hanging out more and Callie was just drinking and, like, hanging out with boys on her own, I wasn't influencing her. She fucked it all up by herself. And I heard recently she went to college, completely blacked out the first night, woke up in someone's lawn is what I heard. And just, yeah. So, fuck you to both her parents 
for being such shitheads to me. I don't give a fuck. Because that is so rude that they, like, treated me like that. So stupid. Yeah, and that was one of the first times I hung out at the Browns' house in a house set. Um, I did so much for them, though. I did the dishes. I always did plant work for them, like, lawn stuff. Like, cleaned... I was so nice. I was literally part of the family. Not saying that they didn't do things for me, but like, I don't know. It was like I did one thing wrong and they were like, oh my God. Um, yeah, and then my birthday came around and I had this birthday dinner. And I invited Elizabeth Woolley, who goes to Laurel. And Lily, they weren't really friends when I invited everyone, but I knew Elizabeth because my cousin David. And I was like, let's have Elizabeth come. Like, I need more people at my birthday dinner because I wasn't friends with Jen. I gotten so drunk one night that I, like, cussed Lily and Jen both out. And after that, it was, like, never the same. Because Jen pissed me off because all the time... I would tell her about Anthony, and then she would be laughing with Olivia and Anthony. And it just felt like she did it on purpose all the time. And she'd just be like, well, I like to see everything from other people's, like, both sides of the story, is what she would say to me. Things like that. And it was like, okay. She'd be like, I don't want to put myself, like, in the middle of it. But it was like, girl, you know everything that happened. It was just her, like, invalidating my experiences. And I justified it. And I texted her recently because I got a photo with one of the actresses from Pretty Little Liar, Janelle Parrish. And I texted her and she just, it's like, it's not the same. I don't know. She's so different. She's stuck in Ohio. She's becoming like an ugly person. I don't know. I just always felt like this duty to like save her in a way. Because she was in this horrible relationship for so long with Brandon. I'm pretty sure they're still dating. But, like, they just shouldn't have been. It was so stupid. She lost all her opportunities because she dated this man with a big forehead. Who cheated on her all the fucking time. And I was always there to, like, help her. But then when I needed something, it was like, I like to see things from both sides of the story. All lives matter. I voted for Trump. Why does it matter? Why is everyone so mean to me? I was literally there all the time for her. And when I asked for one thing, it was like, no. But then she'll text me and be like, I miss all the good memories we had. And I'm like, okay. As you still hang out with my family... With my cousins. I miss all the good memories. Were they good memories, girl? It's so clouded at this point. I don't fucking know. Yeah, so... Then came... My birthday. And... 
I yeah, I wasn't friends with Jen, as I said. Because I... This was the one time that I drove intoxicated. It was from the Browns' house to my house. Only time I ever got in the car... Drunk. Behind the wheel. It is a four-minute drive. If you're not speeding... And I was so upset with Jen and Lily that I had to leave. I could have walked home. But I was so scared that my parents were going to question where the car is and everything. So I just drove home. I mean, they found out. But again, I guess that just means they've had two drunk driving kids. And I don't even want to hear it because my dad will go to the fucking bar and drive after. Like, and clearly come home, like, happy, in a good mood. And ask when I, and would be like, what are we watching? Like, girl, his standards are so different. Like, I don't want to fucking hear it. Anyway. Jen wasn't at my birthday party. I invited, um, um, like Lily's cousin, my gay friends, um, Elizabeth Woolley. And so we go to the birthday dinner. I'm late because I got my nails done by KK, KK McNeil, who was ex-boyfriends with Xavier, um, nailed by KK. KK did all my nails before she left for college. Loved that. Good prices. Crazy designs. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, but yeah, I was late. We get there. I get wasted in the car on the way to the restaurant. We get there. They put us in this back room. Um, My manager buys us, like, food. It's great. Um, Elizabeth and Lily, like, are trying to figure things out. Like, they slowly start to become friends. They talk at the dinner. um, And I was so upset when they started being friends. Because they started hanging out without me. And I was like, girl, I, like, I don't, why? I think one of the reasons why is because I got so pissed off because Elizabeth asked me to hook up with her boyfriend, Bo. Or whatever the fuck his stupid name is. I don't really give a fuck. She was like, Bo, like, thinks he's gay. Like, I need you to hook up with him um, to see if he likes it. And it just brings this idea, like, Why did everyone think that I was just this body, like, my entire life? Like, you just have to do it to, like, see if he's gay. And, yes, he was very attractive. And me being the lonely boy that I was, never having a high school love experience, I was like, this is love. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. Um, when? She's like, um... 
tomorrow. I texted her, like, tomorrow. She'd be like, um, tomorrow. I texted her the next day. She'd be like, tomorrow. And then she stopped texting me. And then she was like, we just, like, changed our mind. Like, I don't, I don't think it's gonna, like, work. And I was like, oh. Okay. I was so pissed at her for that. I was so mad. Things were never the same after that. Like, oh my god. And then she'd be like, you can't, like, out him to anyone, though. Like, he's not gay. Like, it's just, he's not. He just was, like, curious for a little. And I was like, okay. And I, I, I'm dead. Like, no one liked Elizabeth because they thought she was too crazy. And then that's why I was hanging out with her because I was like, we can be the two bitches that no one likes. And then all of a sudden, she's friends with Lily. Then she's friends with Josephine. And then she's like, no, like, let's forget about him. Like, it's fine. I was like, damn, okay. But no, Josephine was there at the times that Lily was, like, being weird towards me. And Josephine never said anything. Josephine was just like, yeah, yeah, like, it was weird. Like, I don't know. You guys are just weird. And I was like, girl, please. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about that, it was so weird. We were watching High School Musical. No. What is that stupid show? The one with Olivia Rodrigo. High School Musical, the musical. I'm dead as fuck. We were watching that. And Lily was making, like, advances towards me, and it was really awkward. And I don't fucking know. It was, yeah. Um, but yeah. That's when Lily and Elizabeth started hanging out more. And then they stopped including me in things. And then that senior summer, um, we just didn't fucking hang out anymore. They hung out with Aiden and without me and hung out with Josephine and then started hanging out with like Lily Kieski and all them. And it was like, whoop, I was left in the dust. Oh, he's not going to college. Doesn't matter. Whatever. But yeah, that's happened. But the thing with um, Lindsey Brown was I hung out with Lindsey because everyone was so mean to her. Lindsey Brown. All the Gilmore kids, horrible like Maya Diggs, um, Liz, what the fuck is her name? Lizzie Frawley. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, Katie Burke, Rachel Pizzuti. They were all so mean. I always thought they were bitches. I knew they were bitches. Maddie Boyle, um, horrible person. 
who else? I don't know. Just a weird group of people. Everyone always always bullied the fuck out of John Stack and said they, he was gay all the time. And then he, like, thought I was weird. And I was like, girl, I'm dead. Okay. Um, yeah, so... My, the thing with all these people is they were, like, weirdly always talked about me. All the time talked about me. Because I was always hanging out with Lily. And then they just made Lindsay, like, into a horrible person. Like, if I was hanging out with Lily and I was, like, bored and I would try and go down and, like, talk to her, she'd be, like, they'd all be, like, weird down and be, like, why are you down here? Like, but when the boys were around, they'd be, like, why are you here? And the boys would be, like, yeah, like, why are you here? They'd be, like, that's so weird. And then when the boys weren't around, they'd be, like, or they were bored, they'd be like, let's hang out with Frank. Oh my God, Frank's so fun. Like, Frank, we love Frank. And I was like, okay. But yeah, that happened too, because Maya had a party at her house when no one was, like, her parents weren't home. She had a bunch of people over. She had a house party. And... She was like, definitely come stop by later. Like, say hello. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I went over there. That night is such a blur because I was so drunk. But I was like, let's go say hello. It was the end of the night. And I was like, no one's going to be there anymore. Like, it's perfect. Let's go. We go. Um, Katie Berg cusses me out. I don't remember why. I remember saying she had a stank pussy. And I ate with that because she's such a fucking weirdo. Um... She, like, I don't, I'm dead. Like, okay. Um, They were all just like, why are you here? Like, and then wanted to be like, why do you hang out with younger kids? That's so weird. And I was like, you guys literally invited me. It was like, they, like, I don't fucking know why they were being so rude. They wanted to be like, mean, popular girls in front of people. They wanted so much attention for no fucking reason. And I was like, you guys literally just cake a bunch of makeup on and fake your entire personality for the night. And I'm dead. <laughs> Lizzie Frawley was the worst, though. She's just a spoiled rich kid who acted innocent when she, when it helped her the most. And was dating Luke... No, what the fuck is his name? I don't even know his name. The stupid Radke kid. And, um... No, she was dating Drew. She was dating Drew and then the Radke kid. Whatever. And, like, framed me for this whole, like, outing Drew thing. And was like, I didn't know anything about this. Like, Frank's so evil. He's so weird. I don't know why he did this. And I was like, girl... You knew everything about this. She was so mean to Lindsay, too. She had the worst attitude. She had the worst sense of style. And I'm just dead. Like, I'm dead. Wasn't fun. Had no fucking personality. Like, was went on all these nice vacations. Acted like her life was so hard. Has, like, no hobbies. Sits on her phone all fucking day. 
weird fucking person. She's so ugly on the inside. And I don't give a fuck. She's so rude. She deserves no fucking credit. I'm so glad that I, like, stopped being friends with her and putting up with that stupid shit. And I hope Lindsay doesn't put up with that stupid shit anymore because they were so mean to her all the time. No one fucking included her. I was always there for Lindsay. And they were so fucking mean and used her all the time for just a ride somewhere or, like, had me get them alcohol. Like, the worst kind of girls. The worst. All gonna get nowhere in their fucking lives. They're gonna settle to be some ugly man's housewife and have three ugly, stupid children. And I'm not mad about it. I'll laugh. Like, I'm dead. I'll laugh. They're going to be spoiled their entire lives. Not know how to relate to anyone. Not going to know how to fucking talk to anyone. Not going to... Like, their kids are... Ugh. I don't even want to talk about it. It's giving me, like, anxiety. But yeah. They were just, like... All the fucking time. Disgusting people. (laughs) Going to that weirdly religious private school. Gilmore. Hanging out with just in this... They weren't even in reality. Like, I'm dead. They're going to grow up to be racist, homophobic people, is what they are. That's how you know that the world sucks, because there's still people in this world that just grow up to be horrible. And just don't want to, like, see it through other people's eyes. But who am I to say? Yeah, and we had this crawl space under the Browns' living room. And we put rugs in there, and we painted it, and we made it this chill hangout spot. And all of a sudden, what Lindsay had made, like, for fun, nice people turned into this horrible, just, like, spot where all her mean friends were. And I'm dead. They all wanted to hear about my stories and everything. Until they thought they were so interesting. Whatever. What's ever. That's why that shit fell apart. I don't talk to any of them anymore. Thank God. Such terrible people I was surrounded by my entire life. White Catholic people. Um... I'm dead. I'm fucking dead. Um. What else? I guess that's how my relationship with Lindsay started falling apart. Because she just, it felt like there was no need for me in her life anymore. So, it fell the fuck apart. And after um, everyone went to college, 
It was just me and, like, Jerome left in Ohio. And... Yeah. It got so fucking lonely. I hung out with Mrs. Brown all the time. I tried to have her help me move to New York. She was so passive-aggressive about it and, like, not helpful because she just didn't want me to go and she thought it was dumb and she wanted me to get into art school and waste away and change. Like, she wanted me to take my piercings out to, like, I don't know, because it was so unprofessional. And I remember they... They don't know about this, actually. This is a funny fucking story. So I was house-sitting for the Browns again, and Jerome was around. So I was like, Jerome, come over. Like, let's make pasta. Um, I work tomorrow, but it's fine. So Jerome came over. I made him pasta for dinner. Um, We drank. It was fun. It was fun and all. Until I got so drunk to the point that I was like, I'm so horny. And me and Jerome stood upstairs and we, like, invited people over and just watched them pull by the house and, like, leave. And then I finally invited this ugly man over. He was so ugly. He looked like the fucking um, cucumber from VeggieTales. Like, he gave off those vibes. And I made out with him outside. Jerome was watching from the window. And he literally whipped me up against his fucking um, car and was, like, choking me and making out with me. And Jerome's like, oh, my fucking God. So then I was like, Jerome, like, you're fine. You can leave. It's okay. Me and this man went downstairs. We hooked up in the basement. And then he left. Whatever. Um, And then I invited someone else over. This man. I forgot his name. But if you're listening, I was so drunk that it was the best sex of my life, but it probably was so bad. We, I was taking a shower. Oh my God, I'm pretty sure his name is Dylan. Oh, I can't remember. But I was taking a shower in Lily's bathroom and I invited this man over. I went downstairs in a towel and I like was soaking wet. And I was like, come upstairs, come upstairs. And I had, like, a glass of wine, too. Like, I was not done drinking. And I, like, just ripped this man's clothes off. And I literally brought him into the shower with me. And he fucking pounded my ass in the shower. And we were making the fuck out. Like, it was so hot. And then it gets worse, you guys. It gets worse. I fucked him in Lily's bed. And Lily has, like, white sheets. I fucked him in Lily's bed. But it gets worse. It gets worse. Then we moved to Lindsay's bed. And we fucked in Lindsay's bed. And then I fell asleep. He left. It was like four in the morning. And I fell asleep. And I got like two hours of sleep. And I was so drunk when I woke up. Like, not really. But, you know, I was so hungover. I was so ill. I was so, it was so gross. And I had to go to work. It was so disgusting. But no. Another fucked up thing that happened. I was at Angel's house and I was so drunk. Because my routine when everyone went to college, I didn't have anything to do. 
So I would go to um my be behind my house um lived a Beaumont girl, Eleanor Cleveland, and she was friends with Olivia Paniki. That's how I knew her. But they had drifted apart because Eleanor's like religious popular, but Olivia's like religious weird. And I went over there and I would always bring Eleanor like free pizza. I would always be so nice, be like, let's hang out. I knew they didn't like me. I knew they fucking thought I was weird, but I still went over there and I got wasted with them. And I would go from Eleanor's house to the Krasachik's house because Aiden was still home at the time. He was going to the Navy. And things were like just different after that. I don't know. I hung out with Aiden's mom more than him. And I invited this man over to the Krasachik's house to come pick me up. And this man picked me up drunk as fuck. And I was like, this man's so fine. Like, he's 28. I'm going to go sleep with him. It's going to be great. And I had... this. The Krasachik's house was always a pit stop for me. I will not lie. I hooked up with the John boy... Goodnight John Boy bartender outside the Krasachik's house in his fucking truck. I sucked him off. Um, he was so sexy. I never saw my Goodnight John Boy after that, though. Um, yeah, I hooked up with fucking this drunk man drove me to his apartment on the west side from the east side. Oh, my God. I had him pick me up. Angel was always like, just be safe now. And I was like, okay, girl. Um, <laughs> And I did it. We fucked. And I hooked up with that guy that I thought was so sexy. I only thought he was so sexy because he was one of, like, the... Um, not white men. Like one of the attractive not-white men that I hooked up with in Ohio. Because Ohio was just, like, annoying white religious people. And I was like, I need something new, yo. There was just the weird pedophiles in Ohio. And New York's different. Now I hook up with attractive people all the time. Um, fuck white guys. Fuck white guys. They're so stupid and so fucking boring. But no, I hooked up with that guy that I really liked that um grew up with Lizzie Grant um and like knew her in California still her sister was best friends and we fucked and I almost drowned in his bathtub and he carried me to his bed I was like unconscious though and this man pounded the living shit out of me and then let me sleep in all morning and then drove me home a nice real estate man. But he's so mean. I cried um, not too long ago when I called him because... <laughs> because he... Um, I called him. We were going, Me and Jill were sitting at the table drunk as fuck. We were like, why don't we call people that we've hooked up with before and see what they do? So I called this man, and it's I have a Cleveland number. So he like answered the phone, and he was like, "Oh my God, hello!" And I was like, "Hello!" And I was like, "How are you?" And then he was like, 
Why the fuck are you calling me? I thought this was one of my rental properties. I was so fucking worried. I'm at an important fucking dinner right now. The sex we had... No, he probably didn't say that. I'm probably just being dramatic. I was about to say, the sex we had wasn't good. No, he was just like, like, don't fucking call me. And I was so... I That's the night I blacked out because he called me. So I had another... I had way too much to drink because of that experience. Fuck that man. So mean. So mean. It was so fucking funny though. Um, but yeah. I mean, Lisa was one of the head spearers for I told Angel and Lisa both about that creepy man that watched me grow up that wanted to sleep with me. Like he had a kid my age and knew me from elementary school. And they were like, we need to know who this is. And that is so fucked up that they were like, yes, Frank, like, find out who this is. I'm, it was like one of those shows where you catch a pedophile. Like, I, I was on it. I was doing it, girl. I was fucking doing it. Um, but yeah. You know what's so fucked up in all of this? Um, like, <laughs> everything going to shit is what's so fucked up about this. Me even talking about all this now, and this is not like new knowledge to my parents. Maybe the, the New York stuff is, but all the family stuff, they were like, no, like, no. This, why are you talking about this? And I'm like, girl, because it's a part of me. You guys let this become a part of me. We don't want to work through it. And I didn't do this in an angry manner. It's life. I have to sit with this shit. And if they want me to just sit around and be silent all the time. Were you silent or silenced? Um, but yeah. But yeah. Another thing that happened, I went to... So Ignatius has like this retreat. We can talk about my gay friends now. So... With my gay friend group, I was always the most fucked up. I, oh goodness, we always had sleepovers and Jerome would drive, but I was always so wasted. Um, <laughs> so wasted. Just did not give a fuck. And I always wanted to like, I would get so sad that I'd be like, you guys, like, let's talk about my experiences. Like, this happened. This is so fucked up. But for the most part, I was so good about it. I feel like I was not sad all the time. There was, I could enjoy um, life to the fullest. I wasn't just focusing on the sad parts, even though that's so toxic. I know you should talk about it and not just keep it in to make other people happy. But I was dealing with it pretty fairly. And, sorry, I'm getting, like, this flashback. I don't remember where the fuck I was. 
<gasps> oh, God. I just remembered a terrible story, but it's fine. I'll talk about it in a second. Um, yeah. But my Ignatius friends were always there for me. Um, uh, they were always so accepting about my experiences. They heard me. They weren't like my grade school people that were like, well, let's go hang out with Anthony after we heard all this. Like, slay. Like, let's go kiki. They always wanted to check up on me. And we had a friend, Andrew Beckman, who his parents hated me for no reason. I had this party. I mean, oop, not me. I didn't have a party. Mm-mm-mm. I didn't have a party, but Andrew had a party and he had a bunch of people over and I was invited. And the fucked up thing about this party is I drove my car. It was pouring rain and I drove through way too many puddles. My car eventually shut down in um, Andrew's neighborhood, but I was still, I was like there and it shut down in the neighborhood, but we eventually had to jumpstart it, but someone egged my fucking car from Andrew's party. But my car broke down. We got there. And I got so drunk at that party. It was like a bunch of random people. I cussed this girl out. I told her she was so homophobic. Um, I don't even remember why. But I had my reasoning. I exaggerated it a little, but I made this girl cry and leave. I was so drunk. And then everyone was like, Frank, why are you such a fucking bitch? Like Danny Salem was like, why are you such a fucking bitch? These are people I went to high school with. And they all were so mad at me for that. But I slept good that night. It was so funny because Caroline was there, Andrew's sister. And that whole family hates me. Because my I had to stay there the day after. And wait for my dad to come get my car, like jumpstart it for me, so we could jumpstart it together. And uh, Andrew's dad said to Andrew, he was like, "Yeah, Frank was so rude. I asked him to help me clean up and like get out of the way, and he just like said no and just didn't want to do anything." And Andrew said that I, like, told all my friends that. I was like, yeah, Frank was being so rude. And I was like, girl, I didn't do anything, but okay. And then, I don't know. Andrew just became, like, a terrible person after that, I feel. There was experiences that um, I respect my friends, so I'm not going to talk about them. But there was just a lot of things that were just... I wasn't involved in that I heard about and I was like, mm, girl, why are we like including this man if we don't like him? So at the end of the day, he just had like a nice house and that's, he invited people over, but it wasn't worth it. And yeah, not worth my time. And I know he listens to my podcast, so. Oh, well. But yeah, we always hung out at, like, Quinn's house. 
We would go to Port Clinton. We would get drunk up there. Quinn's parents were scared of me. I don't know why everyone's so scared of me. I don't, like, do drugs. All I do is, like, drink. But, okay, work. Um, what else? I literally brought this story up because I had a point to the story. I don't fucking remember. Oh, goodness. Um, no, yeah, there's no shit on my Ignatius friends. I'd like helped Xavier drive down and pick him up, pick up his stuff from OU when his parents made him do a semester at home. Love him. Always love to see Tommy. I'm growing as a person. Um, treating them all kinder because I used to be a mean girl in high school. Joe's girls are horrible. We established that though. Um, yeah. Alex brought me home for Thanksgiving this year. We saw my family at Thanksgiving. And I got wasted at Thanksgiving. And it was so weird. Like, I knew everyone was like, like, is he okay? Why is he here? That's kind of what it felt like. Um, because I didn't tell my father that I was going back for Thanksgiving. Until, like, the last possible minute when he asked me if I was coming home. And I said that I was spending Thanksgiving with Alex. And yeah, Alex saw my family. I saw Alex's family. Me and Alex are like family. The two New Yorkers. Well, I'm a New Yorker. He's a Yonkers. Um, but yeah, that's... Um, and... I remember being in high school, um, going on this retreat. I had put this retreat off so fucking long. And because COVID happened. And they wanted to do this retreat on FaceTime. And I was like, girl, no, this is weird. This is fucking weird. This retreat is like a cult. I swear to God. You go to this house and you sit there and you like pray and you just basically tell your trauma to other people and then it brings you closer together as brotherhood. And it's like, girl, I'm dead as fuck. Why are you traumatizing guys that don't like talking about their feelings to tell um, your teachers what is going on in your life? Like, that's weird. That's fucking strange. But anyway... So I went on this retreat. It was a bunch of younger people. It was Hugs' grade of people. So all those mean boys that I, like, didn't like were in my retreat. And so I go on this fucking retreat. And, I mean, everyone already had, like, a guess about me, like, a gist. And I remember being so depressed. That trip, I was so annoyed. My room was it's like this small room with the twin size bed and they fucking wake you up in the morning and you go eat breakfast and it's really fucking weird and I just was sitting like alone it was uncomfortable 
um, this guy that was hanging out with me was clearly closeted and just wanted to talk to me. And I was like, girl, whatever. Sure. I mean, people, like, come out on this trip. This trip is, like, traumatizing. And I, in my group, I just did not give a fuck. I was like, people were talking about their experiences. And them being like, yeah, me and my brother, we just, like, don't get along. And I was like, oh. Okay, next. And then someone would be like, yeah, like, I'm just, like, I'm just not making my dad proud. And I'd be like, oh. Okay, next. I'd be like, why aren't you making your dad proud? And this, they'd be like, because, like, I don't, like, just, I guess he is proud. I'm just, like, I feel like he's not. And I'd be like, um, okay, yeah, like, great. Um, next. And then me talking about my trauma, it was like, no one could fucking say shit. They were like, um, so this trip, not fucking helpful. It's just, like, a stupid way to just make fun of people behind, like, to their face. Because I got up there, and I, like, talked about fucking abortions that I've known that have gone on, and I'm there for friends, and how no one actually here, like, fucking is there for each other. Like, how my parents don't like me because my sexuality, like, we have so much trauma there. And this, like, they have... They read these letters out loud. They have parents, like, write you letters. And then they read it out loud. To the whole fucking room. And it's so... It's just like, girl, why? And my parents were like, this retreat, it's just gonna, like, open your eyes. Like, it's gonna be so great. And I'm like, okay. And then you think, like, how mentally ill you have to be to, like, believe in a religion. Religion's created because of fear. And I'm like, this is just, like, preying on people's mental illnesses to make them, like, believe that there's a God. And it's just like, girl, I'm dead. But, no, this retreat was so traumatizing. I fucking hated it. It was weird. I, ugh. It was, ugh. And all these kids that I was on retreat with, like, just all loved making fun of me. And, like, that's why I just didn't want to go. My parents didn't understand. And my mother was like, it's going to help you so much, this retreat. And, like, my entire childhood was literally just, like, let's force religion on Frank when he clearly doesn't. He needs, like, a breather. Like, let's just force it down his throat at all hours of the day. Let's yell at him at the kitchen table for not praying. Let's yell at him for saying that school wasn't good. Like, let's make him go to church. Let's make him get confirmed. Like, it's so stupid. And literally all the kids at this retreat, I've known for, like... The entirety of, like, living in Ohio. There was this party one night. Um, Alyssa Flynn wanted to hang out, and she was having people over. And she was like, Frank, like, you need to come. So I was like, okay, girl, like, I will gladly make an appearance. I will gladly come over. So I told my parents I was going to Barrio. And we went over... 
um, Sophie Crow's house, this girl that I went to grade school with before she left. So we recognized each other. We made up. What am I saying? We made up. Like, we caught up. LOL. That's what I mean. And the party's, like, getting started. And they were telling me who was coming. And I was getting really nervous. I was like, oh, my God. This is crazy. This is whatever. And Alyssa picked me up. And she was high as fuck. And, like, her driving. Yo, we've... I've gotten in the car with Alyssa Flynn before. And she was drunk and driving. And very out of it. And it's scary. I won't lie. But we drove to Sophie Crow's house. We got there. We got cute. People started coming over. I was heavily drinking. Because I was nervous to see all these people. Um... So, the people that were coming, a lot of Gilmore students. I hate Gilmore students. I think they're all spoiled. Like we've said, blah, blah, blah. They're horrible people. They don't care about anything else. They're going to get everything given to them in life. Um, they're going to be miserable because they never tried. Um, yeah. So... One of the guys that was coming, his girlfriend was Gia, whatever the fuck her last name is. Um, and Gia and Maddie, these two white girls, these two annoying as fuck white girls, um, basic looking, like, they're so easy to skip over. Like, nothing special about them. Yeah, like, need to do that. I'm not wearing any makeup, makeup to look decent. Um, but yeah, I got in a little trouble with her a while back because I commented on her Instagram because these boys had all made fun of me forever. So I commented on her Instagram, um, and I asked her cause there was this rumor going around and I asked her if she was pregnant and she went off on me. She was like, so ugly of you to like, um, body shame someone, sex shame someone. And I was like, girl, I'm dead as fuck. And her boyfriend was, like, threatening to beat me up. And then I was like, you guys were so obsessed with me for the longest time. Like, these girls would come up to me all the time and be like, Frank, oh, my God, we love you, Frank. Oh, my God. And would just, like, try and talk to me after school at Jezu and then completely acted like they didn't know who I was and was like, this man's horrible why is he, like, talking to us? We have no idea who he is. And I was like, girl, okay. So all their friends were at this party. And JR, who's this racist, whatever, homophobic Gilmore kid, fucking was coming to this party. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't want to deal with this. So I got super wasted playing slap the bag. I had on the coolest makeup, the coolest outfit, and I was just having fun. And everyone was just always being weird, asking me, like, it's like I couldn't escape, like, the stereotypes of who I was. People would always be like, like, if they got drunk, they would be weird around me and, like, harass me and be like, oh, would you, like, 
am I like cute? Like things like that. Really uncomfortable. It's just, it was always like that. The girls would just be like cliche, like, oh my God, gay bestie, like weird Ohio shit like that. And I'm so glad that I'm out of that and I just don't give a fuck anymore and I can just chill in my bed and do what I want. But LOL, I'm just realizing now that I don't have a job, but that's another podcast episode. But, I, yeah, I blacked out, and I called Keegan, and I had Keegan come pick me up, and Keegan was, like, the younger white version of Aiden, like, super friendly, super, everyone thought he was gay, um, was always hanging out with me, and it was like, girl, why? I've always had that paranoia in my life of, like, people are trying to, like, use me people are you know it's just like I just felt like my purpose was a sex object for a majority of my life um and I I just got mixed signals people would lead me on they would say weird things and it just was like paranoia all the time schizo Little schizo growing up. Little schizo kid. But, um, yeah, so Keegan picked me up, sped my ass home. I threw up outside of his fucking door. And then I get out of the car and I go in the house. And my parents, like, were like, they knew the second I walked in. I was so drunk, I went upstairs and I sat in front of the fucking toilet and they were, like, yelling at me, screaming at me, being like, we're gonna talk about this in the morning. And, like, I was like, girl, okay, whatever. And I woke up the next morning, they were like, how do you feel? And I was like, obviously fucking hung over, you stupid fucking shit. And they were like, good, blah, blah, blah. So stupid, whatever. But, oh, oh, what the hell is this? Sorry, I'm looking at my email. Um, but anyway, yeah, that happened. That's like the whole annoying, um, younger kids that have followed me my entire fucking life to this day. Never give me peace make group chats, say weird, uncomfortable shit. And I'm like, girl, I'm literally just trying to live my life. And you guys still live in Ohio with irrelevant lives. And you're just like adding me in stupid fucking group chats for no reason. But okay. Um, yeah, but another Ignatius friend I had was Nate Stoltman. And everyone started to slowly just think I was weird or uncomfortable because I was becoming more of myself. Um, I mean, I had friends that would be like, I don't understand why they have to, like, include gay characters and everything. Like, why is sexuality being so pushed on us? Like, we get it. But, like, it doesn't need to be in everyone's lives all the time. Like, it's just liberals, blah, 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 blah. And these people I kept around for so long. Oh, my fucking God. 
until I became friends with, like, my actual besties, my sisters. And, yeah, so my mother would house it for Nate Stallman, one of the guys that went to my school. And... It was a big house. There, Nate's dad um, got a raise, and they moved into a Shaker Heights house. With And they built a pool in the backyard, a saltwater pool, and it was a very nice house. And for some reason, I guess they felt bad for my mother because she was being... She wasn't working, lol. She was just catering and, I guess, not making enough money. But it's like, girl, get a job. If you want to comp- if sh- thing with my mother is she would always complain about being like someone all- like a mother has to be in the house to like raise their kids or else they're not going to grow up right. Um clearly doesn't work because look at me but she it's like girl. I stand like, she was working. The fuck? Like, but she wants to, like, say other kids are getting fucked up because someone's staying at home trying to take care of their kids and they need, like, EBT. I don't fucking know. But anyway, she wasn't making enough money. She wasn't even raising her kids when she was at home. She was watching conspiracy theory videos on YouTube about people trying to frame Trump or whatever. I don't know. She's very mentally ill, and I understand that now. She gets migraines all the time. She's so paranoid about politics and whatever. Very schizo. But, so we're, she's house-sitting, and she was like, I asked if I could have the Browns over one day. And she was like, sure. So we were all in the pool, all enjoying. She invited all of her own friends over, like, Beth and my aunt and just everyone. And she was like, everyone, like, come over. Like, I'm house-sitting. And eventually, someone posted something on, like, Snapchat or whatever. It was Lindsay Brown. And the Stoltman saw it and, like, yelled at my mother. And she was so mad for the longest fucking time for no fucking reason. No fucking reason. Um, And then... Like, just didn't like Lindsay after that. Always had vendettas against my friends. Um, yeah, but for some reason was obsessed with Lily Brown for like forever. And yeah. But my mother just is a very vengeful person, very bitter for her age and everything, you know? She's always like, one day you'll understand. Like, girl, okay. I... Girl, okay. <laughs> I'll understand one day why you were such a horrible mother. Third child in, and you were like, I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but go off. I love that she, to this day, still lies to my grandmother about everything. Just, my grandmother doesn't know anything. My grandmother thinks I'm a horrible person, thinks I just left. I don't call anyone. 
um, doesn't know that I'm gay, I guess. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. But my mother, when I first opened up to a family member about what was happening, that family member, Holly, my cousin, was like, obviously, Frank needs help. He needs to see a therapist. He needs to talk this through. We need to, like, understand this more. You take, like, baby steps. And she reached out to my parents. I told Holly this on my birthday when I was taken out for dinner one night. And my parents took it so horribly. They were like, she's such an evil person. She's saying we're bad parents. She's saying that our son is like, that we wouldn't know that our son wasn't okay. She's not telling us what's happening. Girl, because she didn't know the whole story, one. She only knew some of it. And then my parents just completely wanted to be like, no, we know what's best for our son. Obviously, they didn't fucking know what was best. And they are just both... For two people to be stubborn like that is completely idiotic and ridiculous. Um, They sent me to a religious therapist um, who was fucking ancient. This woman had no idea the shit I was talking about. Like, I'm dead. Had, had like, horrible person. Um, literally just didn't understand anything I was saying. Just being like, maybe you shouldn't rebel at school. Like, things she would tell me in there. She's like, maybe you're just, like, like, you just, you just, there's too much attention. Like, why are you doing all this? Like, I don't understand why you have to wear makeup to school. Maybe you should just make your parents happy. And I was like, girl... I'm dead. Like, is this therapist supposed to help me or my parents? I don't fucking understand. We had to do, like, conjoined, like, therapy therapy classes. Not classes. What the fuck am I talking about? Sessions where my parents would, like, sit in and we would just all talk and, like, talk about our expectations. And it was like, girl, um, okay. And then we would go home and my parents would just, like, scream at me and, like, take my makeup away and shit. But, okay. Um. Yeah. Even though my whole art... That's why I made my whole art portfolio. The makeup. Why I did. be Just to piss everyone off and be like, it's such an art form. Um, I'm expressing myself through this. I'm trying to heal with this. And they were like, no, fuck that. No. And just, whatever. But yeah, they hold the biggest grudge with Holly. Everyone in my family has, like, stopped talking to Holly because of my mother and my aunt because it's like a... It's like a cult. I don't know why the fuck anyone even listens to them. Like, religion is so heavily influenced in my family. It's fucking ridiculous. My... Holly just had, like... She has a full whole whole family now, and no one is there at all to help. They don't include them in anything. They're just, like, isolating them because they're so immature and just weirdos. 
not getting the COVID vaccine, all hanging out when COVID was going on. My grandmother testing positive for COVID and everyone just being like, she's fine. Like, let's get her out of the hospital. Letting her drive with, um, after having a stroke, drive by herself. That's crazy. Like, I am so annoyed listening to the shit that they do in Ohio. I'm dead. Whatever. Oh my God, it gives me the worst fucking headache. Like, it's ridiculous. I've talked to, like, multiple family members, and they're like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck your mother's doing. Like, she's, she, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like, I've had people reach out being like, I never knew any of this was going on. I am so sorry. Do you need anything? Do you, like, how, have you talked to your parents? I'm like, no, I don't plan on it either. They can listen to this podcast and go from there. Because, girl, I do not give a fuck. They are not worth it. Haven't, yeah. Like, girl, it's just stupid. Having their friends, like, check on me in such, like, a controlling way. Being like, we miss the old Frank. That still irritates me so fucking much. Oh, my fucking God. But literally all my cousin wanted to do was help me because she is my godmother, if we want to play the religion card, and was just trying to be there to help understand what was going on. She, I felt safe reaching out to her. And then they just wanted to be like, tell us everything. Like, we need to know everything. They, my parents didn't even ask me. And then when they did ask me, no, they didn't even ask me. They just like fucking um, stupid. They listened to what my therapist said and then never asked me. And then when I brought it up, they were like, no, you're lying. And I was like, girl, I'm screaming as fuck, but okay. They, it's just like anything that ever came out of my mouth, they were like, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. Like, and for what? And then they wanted to go to fucking church with me and act like everything was fine. Like, look at our perfect, look at our family. Like, we're all at church together. Like, everything's fine. That's what church was like on the east side. It was literally just like a dick measuring contest. Like, our family's put together, our family's perfect. And it was like, it was like stupid. It was like, girl, ridiculous. Like, I'm dead. Like, why does it need to be like that? It just made it so unappealing from the fucking beginning. The way that my family views fucking religion. But... I, yeah, whatever. Fucking whatever. But, yeah. I don't know. Now there's just so much hurt around how I feel and how I want to heal. 
but it's fine, I guess. This whole podcast was just me trying to be like honest and help myself, but then everyone uses it for wrong things. I also did it as like a diary so I could listen to this back in a year and wonder if I did it in a way that I'm still proud of in a year. Um, Because there's so much that's already happened that I just want to be like, leave it behind. Not have to keep packing it up and bringing it into each new apartment that I live in. I just... (sighs) Wanted better, but... Some people obviously don't think I deserve better, so... But it's, like, sad to see it go. I'm so mostly drained from this podcast, though. It's just, like, taken my blood, sweat, and my soul. Um, But it's... It's been a beautiful experience. Um, I've definitely learned a lot talking about this and hearing the feedback. It's nice to just have uninterrupted, like... You know how you can, like, talk to someone, but then they interrupt you here and there to, like, give you feedback? It's nice to just be able to, like, have someone listen to you for two hours straight and then conclude what they think and give you feedback after hearing all of your overall thoughts. And there's no, like, anger in between each thing. It's just one long thought. And I am glad that I did it. I know that I don't... I did get a few nasty um, (laughs) messages, but it's fine. I'm in my bed. As all things started, all things have to come to an end. I'm watching Dance Moms, trying to figure out how I can get out of this darkness one more time. How I can celebrate from this, though. Um, But it was a commitment doing 24 episodes. And if you listen to each episode, I applaud you. Um, You truly are. A patient person, I will say. And this episode definitely was not easy to listen to. Um, I'm just kind of explaining why I got here. A lot of the shit that I talked about in this episode, 
um, never really did get resolved. Um, I just don't want to see anyone right now. Someone just came home. Yeah. I mean... But I've had to move on, so... Because you can't stay on something forever. Oh, God. It's so hard saying goodbye. I definitely realized that when you're living in the trouble of it all, you don't see um, the terrible of it, the terribleness of it. I'm proud that I got out of it. I'm glad I got out of it and there's better coming. Oh, the oven just went off. My cinnamon rolls are ready to go in the oven. I'm excited about that. Um, there was a lot of things I still need to work on. I mean, yeah, this podcast has definitely made me think about how I live and how I, you know, breathe and how I better myself and how I handle things. (sighs) And it showed a lot of true colors from people has brought people out of the shadows too. Um, so it's made me very hope hopeful for the future too as well. Like I'm signing up for my passport, putting my unemployment in and just taking a rest for me for once. After all of this, I started this podcast before I got this job and I'm finishing it when this job ended. Such a terrible environment. Took so much. But yeah. It's definitely shown me how complicated life is and how forgiving we have to be in ourselves. So I look forward to seeing you guys um, in the next season, and I mean, going into this, I wanted to like see if it helped me with like my anxiety and my therapy, and I definitely think it did. I. I, who knows what this last episode will bring, but right now, finishing it, taking this last few seconds to say goodbye and my, and to send my love, I feel good. 
um, exhausted but happy. I'm healthy today and Oh God, so thinking about a lot. And that's um it for now. Um I love you. I guess I'm signing off after all. We will return once more so thank you for giving me a platform for giving me a vengeance for giving me some a backbone for giving me an opportunity a safe space I keep saying it but I love you if you ever need anything reach out and this is my 13th reason why I keep going. 13th episode. And this is the end of season one, episode 13. Um, Fragments of Frank. Episode felt a fucking friendly felt like family funeral and voila (laughs) signing off in Brooklyn see you again at another apartment see you again maybe in another city who knows what this future brings us this is like endless possibilities that I'm leaving with (laughs) to overcome with who knows what the next fucking year will bring who knows what friends will come what friends will go clothes will come clothes will go jobs um love sex what diseases will come um yeah l o l Um, I, like, don't know how to say goodbye, I guess. I guess this is my thank you, my, my letter of gratitude. And I just keep going, so. Again, as, as I say, until we meet again.